0: Arms out like wings. Schoolwork. Quite honestly, I could hardly read or write when I was nine. Schoolwork was not high on the list of priorities at the school, so that was never too much of a problem for me. But I do remember being pretty scared When at prep, at weekends, we had to write a letter after we had finished our homework and I didn't really know where to begin. I wasn't particularly embarrassed about my lack of education thus far. After all, I was there to dance. But it was hard. I would write the word for instead of because, because I didn't know how to spell because. Letter writing was half an hour long, but it seemed like an eternity. I would sometimes write three or four letters just to pass the time but they would only say Dear Mummy and Daddy or Nettie or Miss Karen or Mr and Mrs Herman, some family friends. I am okay for I am liking ballet a lot. Love, Glenda. Painfully simple and strange words which the prefect who had to check them looked at quizzically but they seemed to understand my predicament and let the letters go. Classes in my former state junior school were huge by comparison to those in my new school. At the school, some form rooms only took about 10 people, and even the biggest would take less than 20. So my education took a steep upward curve, and I was a keen learner. At home, we didn't really have any books to speak of. Mum once took me to the library, and we borrowed Pinocchio and she tried to read it to me, even though she found it excruciatingly difficult to read English. I loved these brief story times with my mum, and Pinocchio remains one of my favourite children's books. It ended badly, when we eventually took the book back to the library a full year late, after many threatening letters from the library informing us of the growing fine. When we did eventually take it back... Mum had an almighty row with the poor girl behind the desk and we left without paying a penny. We never went back to the library again. Elocution. Elocution lessons were great fun and eventually provided me with not only a clipped upper crust accent but with reams of ditties which I pull out of the bag to this day as party pieces. We all became dab hands at tongue twisters and slowly my Cockney accent was ironed out and only surfaced on the odd occasion. Sometimes in the middle of a sentence a Pygmalion type "aven" instead of haven't or ain't instead of isn't would pop out of my mouth and remind my elocution teachers that there was still a lot of work to be done. Actors had their accents ironed out at drama schools back then. Now it's cool to have an accent. Mine has mellowed, and now I hopefully blend in with the crowd. But at school, my Cockney accent was swiftly eradicated, and I began to sound like all the others in no time at all. Tuck House The Tuck House was a sweet little wooden hut situated between junior dorm and the art room. It contained all the juniors' tuck boxes, and always smelt of mouldy apples, which was actually somehow pleasant. Tuck boxes were one of the very few private places we had, as they were all supposed to be locked. However, tuck boxes only came with one or other of two possible keys, so in reality they were all easy to open. The keys were either a number 11 or a number 10. Some tuck boxes had padlocks on, and this was not because of pilfering, but because when the junior had lost both of the two keys that the tuck box came with, and they were always getting lost. Some other form of lock had to be added. Mine was a number 11, and I lost my two keys pretty swiftly. And just as swiftly, my dad slapped a huge padlock on it, which really ruined its classic tuckbox box look. By this time, I was used to being a bit different, so I wasn't too worried about the industrial-looking padlock adorning my tuckbox. Anyway, my tuck box had good reason to be padlocked, as it was always filled to the brim with food. Dad worked at Londis at this time, and a lot of food found its way into the boot of Dad's car and then into my tuck box. Other kids had one pack of this or that. I had about six of everything and they were all family sized. At one point I had 12 huge bottles of Lucasade in my tuck box because Dad thought it would give me extra energy and therefore an edge over the other kids. Girls who had been at the school for a long time eventually lost interest in their tuck boxes and would fill them to the brim with conkers or use them to house injured animals that we found in the woods. The tuck house was also my clandestine meeting place. Mum missed me so badly that Dad would often drive to the school, park outside the grounds and sneak in. They would then get the first girl they saw and bribed them with chocolate and sweets to come and find me. If I was in a class or at a meal, they would wait in the tuck house until I became free and I would rush to hug and kiss them. It was wonderful and agony all at the same time. They would have my little sister with them too and we would all hug and cry and be happy and sad. They would, of course, always bring lots of food, so my tuck box never became the harbourer of conkers or near dead animals.